All right, guys, welcome back to Ready or Not. Today, we're going to sit down and talk about uh, the ground floor, starting something from the bottom up. Let's get into it. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Today, back in studio with Brother Joe. Hey guys, what's up? And uh, our guest, Steven's with us. Hey everyone. Um, if you don't know Steven, you get to, a little bit of an insight into his life. But uh, today, kind of going to bring up and talk through and really excited to learn uh, Steven's story about really starting from nothing and from the ground up, creating, building a business. That's for lack of better terminology, that's what you've experienced. Is that right? Right. So uh, I know a lot of you guys have ideas or ambitions. You may not be full-blown entrepreneurial, but there's that little bit of a sense of like, I want to start something up and see what happens. Awesome. So uh, one of the best things you can do is learn from people who have done whatever it is you want to do. Um, so that's the heart of the day, um, kind of gleaning from Stephen and his experience uh, obviously what the word says and what God gives us in regards to this stuff. But uh, even Stephen, just for you, generally speaking, near the end, going to get to, I'd just love to hear some of the biggest blessings and then maybe the surprises that have been there along the way. But generally speaking, what has brought you to this point of starting uh, Vertical? Is, is what it's called, I think. Yeah, yeah, Vertical Computers. Uh, we're an IT company and we, uh, the easiest way to put it is we act as the outsourced Department of IT for other organizations, other businesses. There's a lot of other uh, niche things that we do, but the umbrella generally is IT, which for those non-nerds out there stands for information technology. All it's, right, I'm learning already. Yeah. Computer <laughs> stuff, okay? Yeah. Com computer, cloud, server, all that stuff. All right, so uh, yeah, what, what kind of got us or got me to where um, I'm at to, to start, right? Yeah, to start, like, so, I mean... I know you and Joe even have had some paths cross when you were younger, like right out of high school, I think. Yeah, there was like yeah. business ideas floating around all the time. Um, and what brought you to the point of like, just in, in a minute or less, all those little false starts or exciting ideas from either of you, really? Oh, yeah, well, what I was going to say too is, and if you can do it in a minute, but it's a maybe starting off kind of just a quick overview of your journey a little bit, just quick overview what led you to, like what led you to actually starting this business? Um, and I know there's some history there before that, even it actually going on yeah. and becoming a, an actual business. Yeah, so uh, I'd say first of all, um, I, I've had a passion for IT and that maybe sounds nerdy or whatever, like <laughs> yes. you can have passion for someone's <laughs> life. Nerdy. But I, I like to problem solve. I like seeing a, a puzzle and trying to figure out how it works. Not a puzzle that you put together and make a pretty picture, like a, like a, a, sol a puzzle. Like how do we solving. bring this to life, yep. kind of? Yeah, um, so that's, that was kind of the first thing. The second thing is I just couldn't escape it. Uh, like you were saying a second ago, Joe and I from junior high, high school age have been pretty heavy into computers. Back then, is, uh, you know, it was really big to build your own computer. People still do it today, but it was like super hot back then. I mean, there were stores around where you went and picked your parts out. That, that doesn't really exist now. You buy them off of internet websites and things. But um, I then went into the Marine Corps and in there I was supposed to be infantry and I, IT followed me. I ended up getting pulled out of my infantry uh, 
squad and put into headquarters because they found out I had some skills and it just followed me after that. And that's kind of the, the really quick summary. No, I did not know that. That's awesome. So it's been there the whole time. You enjoyed it. It kind of never left you. And why vertical computers? Like, how'd you come to a point of like, I'm going to step out and do my own thing? Yeah. So it kept following me. I would say I actually had a really good job um, when I came to the crossroads really good IT job. And uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the environment. I enjoyed the people I was with, but I had side work piling up. I had people calling me all the time. Hey, can you do this? Can you come to our office and do this during work hours? And it wasn't possible. Um, and I started praying about it. I asked the Lord, like, is this something I should pursue? Am I throwing away this good job and opportunity you've given me now? And, um, I eventually had a piece from the Lord about it, and I, I stepped out of the boat. Because I know a little bit of the story as well, before that actually stepping out of the boat, would you say there were other times that you had started something or and it just didn't go the way you thought it would? Um, were there different uh, times where maybe you tried to start the business or, or you tried to do something, but it just it never came to fruition, um, but that still stuck with you? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, for those listening, Joe and I wanted to start a gaming center at one point. And <laughs> it's not directly like what I do now with vertical computers, but it's computer related. It's it's taking that building your own computer model we were talking about a minute ago and having like a hundred of them in a room that all are connected and people can play video games against each other. And uh, man, we went down that path for a while and looked for investors and um, it, it just didn't work out. And it was a bummer. Um, and we had done side work type of IT that I was talking about a minute ago as well together. And then I ditched Joe and tried to join the military. Well, I, I did join the military, but I shocked him. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. He was literally the first person I told before my parents, hey, I uh, swore in. So he's like, oh, swore oh in to what? Gosh. It's like, oh, I'm in, in a month uh, or a month and a half, whatever, I'm going to boot camp. He's like, what? Um, so sorry about that, Joe. <laughs> no, yeah, I resent you. That's why you're here right now. No, but I think... Knowing, knowing you, knowing a little bit of the journey too, this is always, there's always been not just a love for IT, IT but a, a want for a, to start your own thing. Um, a seed that's planted that I think was specific to you. Um, and I remember having conversations in the past and that's why I bring it up. It, there were maybe some false starts there previously that like, hey, maybe it wasn't God's timing just yet. Uh, but uh, to where, like you said, you had gotten to a crossroads and then we can kind of jump back right where that is, uh, where you're like, no, okay, now's the time and I'm going to go all in. So with those, whether you want to call them false starts or whatever, like I think one thing you see often is just this, to me, it seems like a new thing that exists within people, this paralyzing fear or hesitation because what if it doesn't work out? And you've experienced that. Uh, what would you say to people who are like, I just don't, I don't know if it would work or not. I'm talking to believers. Yeah. I mean, or, or, yeah. or not, but mostly believers. So we have an advantage over the people in the world, right? We have a real God who really listens to us and really cares about the, the tiny, even tiny details in our lives. Absolutely. Uh, and a business decision like this is a big one. I would say it's not like, Hey, what am I going to wear today? But, uh, what, career path am I going down? So believing that and, and believing that he's actually listening when you say, hey, Lord, is this something that I should pursue? 
And, um, you know, we all want the, the clouds to part and God to say, yes, do this. Yeah. And I, I, most of us have not experienced anything like that. We're the three of us here are married. We have children. Uh, we've made big financial decisions like moving to houses and cars and our jobs. Like we've made huge decisions without the clouds parting. Right. And you have to, uh, well, let me say this. Fear is not from the Lord. Perfect love casts out all fear we know, right? And we need to identify that that fear and anxiety that we have is not from him. We're led we're led by God through a peace or a lack of peace, not by f- a fear. So uh, um, you got to tackle that and then um, bring it before the Lord and ask him, is this of you? If you don't have that peace, then don't move. Even if it is a crippling fear, deal with that before you step mm, out. Okay. Uh, it would be my advice. So at least find your stability in the Lord. Absolutely. And then step. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Um, there's probably not a lot to talk about in regards to this, but I think I've just seen kind of myself go through a variety of experiences where it's either an idea that drives it, uh, meaning IT specifically for you, or like, hey, I want to build furniture. Like I have this thing I want to do. Can I turn it into a business? And then there's other times where it's like, I just want to start a business. I don't care if it's cookies that I'm making or if it's airplanes that I'm building. I just want to do something. Does that make sense? Uh, There's kind of two ways of approaching building a a business or an organization. Uh, One, people have that defined item, IT, furniture building, or they just want to find something to build. Do you think people should approach it differently or is it kind of all the same? Yeah, I, I uh, the first thing I put just in my notes when I was thinking about this was, is that a thing? And they must be, or you wouldn't be asking it. But I've I haven't met someone that's just like I really want to start a business, but I don't know which one. Um, so it's kind of hard for me to get in that mindset. But I but I got into it, okay. And uh, what I thought about was first the the person who does know what they want, they need to do a little bit of market research and see what's the supply and demand for this thing. So if it's furniture building and I'm in Chino, California, is there a, what's the assessment of the supply and demand? Is there a demand for it? Do people want it? And are there already too many people providing it or not? Um, And and just because there might be too many people doesn't mean it disqualifies it, but these are some of the things you need to think about. So that's person one, right? That really knows. and then the second, uh, you got to narrow it down to something. Uh, you don't want to just say, all right, I want to start a business. I'm going to pick a random name. I'm going to go register it as a fictitious business name at the county. I'm going to get my business license at the city office down here. Um, I'm going to get my articles of incorporation and, and not have any idea what you're doing. So here's the little process I, I, I came up with when I put myself in that mindset. Uh, I would suggest writing down a list of your interests things that bring joy to your life and things that bring purpose. Literally just writing them down on a piece of paper, a whiteboard or whatever. Pray over that list, asking the Holy Spirit to guide you. Um, Obviously the context of this prayer is, Lord, I feel like perhaps you're calling me to start a business or at least the the desire of my heart is and I'm seeking you. And your word says, if I delight myself in you, you'll give me the desires of my heart. So if this isn't of you, you would correct this, I think. Right? I, you, yeah, no. This is an honest prayer. When yep. we talk to God, he's real. Yeah, he, he, we don't have to like 
Well, it's, it's it's trying to figure out what is the motivation. Like, am I just money hungry? Like, yes. Do I just absolutely. want riches and want that, you know, this huge house and all of this stuff? And is that going to destroy my life and destroy my walk totally. with the Lord? Um, but once you've, once you've uh, figured that out and you settled it in your heart, like, no, the Lord has continually put this in my heart and I'm like to start a business. I think like that's where it brings us like, what we're talking about now, like, okay, well, what business, what type of business? Yeah. And I think back to the anxiety and stress that might be rooted in, Hey, there's something else in your heart going on. Like that isn't of the Lord. And therefore, as you're trying to pursue this, there's like this internal struggle. Maybe that's where that's at. So if you can address that and you have a peace from God, um, have faith that he's actually leading and guiding you. And, and he will direct you if you're going in the wrong way. Real quick. And I don't want to yeah. go too far off of a cycle, but we talk about addressing that either that fear or that anxiety or that stress. What does that practically look like? I think you're asking the wrong person, but I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you what I've done. Okay. I, I'm not a psychologist or a pastor by any means, but um, fear has no place in our lives. Fear has to go. We are, we're, we are children of God almighty. And he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of, of power and of love and of a sound mind. So as we uh, tackle that, it's not just, Lord, take this away from me. Our, 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 our words mean something. He gave us a mouth. He gave us a tongue. We, we all probably know death and life are in the power of the tongue. So in my prayer time in the morning, when I have dealt with these things, because I have dealt with fear and anxiety in business decisions, not being able to make payroll next Friday, and I have 10, 15 people that need paychecks with families, I, like, Lord, what are we going to do, <laughs> Right is I, I typically in my prayer time, I pace because if I sit in one spot, I'll fall asleep. But I pace back and forth in my room, in a closet, whatever. And I do pray, Lord, help me overcome this thing. But then I, I declare things according to his word that are true. Lord, your word says you have not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and of, and of power and of a sound mind. So I receive afresh right now that spirit of love and power and sound mind. And I rebuke in the name of Jesus, that spirit of fear. It is not, it is not something that I, I want in my life. It's not something that should be in my life. Lord, with, by your spirit, by your power, fill as that thing leaves, fill that, those gaps with your love, with your joy, with your peace, that it would not have room to come back, you know? When you would say, and, and to sum that up, it's like that relationship with the Lord and seeking him first yes. and seeking him in all these things and not just trying to have a, a, like, I'm not supposed to have fear, but like really it's that, that deep relationship, spiritual relationship with you and the Lord. Absolutely. That is, is paramount and priority uh, as you're moving forward in these different things, because stresses of life come and yep. <laughs> like things happen. And like you said, pay, I, I can't imagine I have payroll next week and I don't have any money. Lord, I'm dependent. There's a dependence on the Lord. And I think well, while we're talking about business, it's like, that's, that's the, the crux of your business is your dependence on the Lord. 100%. There's something that an older man shared with me one time. I remember not that long ago, uh, sitting down, I'd ask him like, will you go get coffee with me? I just, I need some some insight here. I can't seem to figure things out. And near the end of the conversation, he had some wonderful insights, but he said, David, don't forget that everything God lets you be a part of, he's gonna do so that you draw near to him. And he said, if leaving you in construction would have been the place that would make you seek God most, he would have left you in construction. 
But God knew letting you be a pastor is going to cause you to pray and seek him more personally. So he brought you into pastoring because that's going to what's bring you to this point of needing him most. And there's other reasons for everything we do, but that that primary, even why I get to do what I get to do is because that's the thing that's going to drive me to need God. And being in the closet, begging God, show me what to do over payroll. He let you experience that because it wasn't about the business. It was about you being driven to the Lord and his provision. And I think whatever we experience, we got to remember the primary cause is God's going to constantly be doing something that draws us to him. And then there's all the fruit, right? That's the fun stuff, the fruit, the experience, the impact, but the whole point is Jesus wants you near. You're touching, you touch on fruit. It's like Jesus says, he is the vine, we are the branch. Or is that my, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah. And like he, he wants us to produce fruit and that he will even prune us so that we produce more fruit oh, and man. put us in situations that, and, and put it, guide us and direct us in lives and put that, that seed of like, I have to start a business. I, I can't get this out of my head. I had this motivation to start a business that's going to continue to have us grow and produce fruit and influence others for him. Um, but again, I just, I didn't want to lose that as we're talking about Stephen's business. And, and I, I think that that is a key part of this. Completely. Um, one of the things I love, right, God's given us great faith, but also a brain. Like I think we trust in the Lord, but we use wisdom. And it is a mix of those two things. And just even reading through the Bible, I've always just been brought back to Luke 14. And the, the primary takeaway isn't starting a business, but Jesus uses really what should be common sense, even still today. So like no one sets out to build something without first doing the math to figure out if you can complete the project. A king doesn't start a war unless he knows he can finish the battle. Um, and at what point do you just sit down? And what was your experience, really, Stephen, of just like, okay, I'm going to start this. Did you sit down and think about the expenses? Or was it just wild, wild west, go out there, shoot them up, and see if we can make this happen? Yeah, count the costs, right? Yeah, is how count it the costs. Yeah. That, uh, what did I do? Uh, did I count the costs? Well, I guess at what point? Yeah. Did you start to like think? And would you have done, maybe, maybe, would you have done something differently <laughs> yes. as you started the business? Let, let me say this first. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer it generally instead of for myself. And then maybe I'll say the personal version. But uh, my response would be, we need, to, we need to do what Jesus said. We, we do need to count the costs. Um, but when, right? So uh, I would say before the war, or before building the tower, if we're going to draw a direct parallel to what he said, right? Yeah, so yep. with, to put that in business, I believe that would be before you go all in, okay? So if you are trying to figure out, like I said earlier, uh, understanding the market, the supply and demand, you have to do, you don't just go read an article from someone because it might be biased. It might lead you in the wrong direction. Sometimes you need to test the waters at some level, um, maybe do a little bit of side computer work like you know we were doing early on. Uh, maybe build a couch in your garage and see if someone likes it uh, before you try to buy the factory that makes them for you. Um, you know what I mean? So in the same way, I, I, would count, I, I would believe all that is part of counting the costs. The actual going to war, the actual building the tower um, is 
where you say, I'm all in. I'm, I'm going to leave this full-time career that I have and I'm going to put everything I have into this. I, I, would, I would personally call that that step. And I think um, I, I did have that defining moment. It was when I was at that job that I loved, and I, but I felt this pull towards business. And um, I did count the cost. D- did I have like every metric you can think of, things that I haven't learned until to, till recently? Um, no, of course not. I didn't know a lot. But everything I did, I was like, Lord, you taught me how to make computers. I can make like this much an hour when I do it. Uh, or, you know, work on computers, support people, that kind of thing. And uh, it seems to make sense. So we're good. Like that was my <laughs> counting the cost. It wasn't an advanced algorithm or like, you know, uh, Spreadsheeters. It was a spreadsheet, but not a very advanced. No, one. I think that's good. And even that that statement of like, yes, count the cost, do some simple math. You yes. don't have to be an expert to start, but you should apply some thought towards it. So, now some people have read fifteen books, watched twenty hours worth of tutorials, and never made a single step towards it. It's like, well, dude, you know more than someone who's been doing it for five years but haven't been successful. So maybe read two books and watch five hours of tutorials and get busy on the job training is what it's always been called, which is usually one of the best ways to learn. Well, the, and stepping out in faith, you know, the, the faith, uh, we're called to walk out in faith and not just blind faith, not just like, Hey, I have this, this, I want to make billions of dollars. I'm just going to go start a business. Here I go and take out a huge loan and all this stuff. It's, it's actually like, Hey, for Steven, I have this, this pull, I've, I've, I've brought it before the Lord. I've, I've counted the costs in that sense. And I might not have all the answers, uh, but I know I'm called to step out in faith and I'm called to step out and I, I'm going to trust that Lord, you're going to lead and direct that and uh, make that decision, right? Take a step of faith, which takes courage and takes uh, addressing that fear that you might have of stepping out in faith. Uh, but like you said, that it, there is like two types of people. It seems like, yep. Completely. I think it's something you brought up earlier, Joe, is like the motive. If you want to make a ton of money because you want to be rich, like you, you might want to double check your motives. Um, you want to become, you know, famous on some platform because you love popularity and accolades and glory. Like, well, that's not right. If you want to be a well-known figure because you want truth to be launched out into the world, Okay, then go be a popular public figure so that you can be an ambassador of truth. But um, if it's just because you love the spotlight and people clapping for you, like you might want to be careful, man. You're you're playing in the same you know sphere as Satan. He loves that stuff too. And so, uh, with all, I'm just curious your your personal story, just the stepping stones that you've experienced um, along the way. You know, it was an, an idea. And you, you already really shared, uh, it was at first really just a, this natural trade slash thing you enjoyed, hobby of, of IT that never let you go. Then you stepped out because there was this dueling job versus side job. And then that was a natural stepping stone. And then at some point you had to hire someone. I mean, you didn't hire 15 people at once, I don't think. Um, so you've seen these phases just... What kind of bumped you along and what did you experience? Yeah, so right before I made the, uh, the choice to go to war, build the tower, uh, you know, counted the cost and, and fully went all in, I actually hired someone full-time when I was still. And that sounds crazy. You're like, how'd you have the money for it? Well, I barely did. We had just, I had just gotten a new agreement with a the customer. They wanted like 
someone at their office a certain amount of hours a week. And it gave me just enough to pay someone minimum wage full time, plus a little bit extra money to pay for like some supplies and, and uh, business license and stuff. So I made that decision. That's actually was the, technically the, the birth of Vertical was, was March 2014. And um, he was on as a contractor for about a year or so, full-time, contracted. His office was Starbucks down the street here, actually. Yeah. And I'd meet him an hour before work. We would brief. He knew nothing about IT. And uh, he had a really rough past. He, he loved the Lord, but had, a, had some rough upbringing, made some really bad life choices in junior high and high school. And, um, but uh, he's a close friend and family member. And I just, my heart went out to him. And uh, he's our CEO t- or COO today, um, believe it or not. But um, that was the first. Once, uh, shortly after that is when I fully stepped out. Um, I would say from there, we, we started ramping up just as we saw the need. You know, there was a, another few jobs came in and it was like, we can't handle it together. So we brought in the next one. But um, one thing really worth noting here is uh, most of the people we brought on, and I know this is pretty uh, non-orthodox from a business perspective, we didn't have the money to pay them. We, we had enough to pay them for a month and then the bank account couldn't pay anyone. And, I, and I, that, this is, sounds high risk. It almost sounds insane. But I, I would feel very prompted of the Lord, bring this person on. And, you know, you think, is this me? Is this me just wanting to, like, be generous and be seen by someone, like, as being generous? Or is this really the Lord? And, and just like, Joe, you are saying earlier with, hey, do I, do I want to run a business because it's of the Lord? Is it because I want to, like, be super rich and have greed and all of the love of money that's going to destroy my life? So same struggle, but... Uh, we hired multiple people. I would say the majority of our staff, we hired when we did not have the money to pay them. And the Lord brought the increase immediately after. Um, I have crazy testimonies that we don't have time to talk about, but uh, maybe on another time. But those were the stepping stones up to the point we got incorporated, uh, got an office space, got our second office space, got multiple uh spaces that we're not really at, but they're data center spaces out in Los Angeles and in Denver that cost more than our payroll and our first office costs combined at the beginning, you know, on a monthly basis. Um, but those are really high level stepping stones, I guess, to answer your question. Well, I was going to say, and maybe to kind of even paint a little bit more of a picture, 2014, you weren't even in, doing your business full-time, but you were able to contract someone out to do it full-time to where are we at now in 2021? Uh, well, so our, our businesses are, me- as you, if you don't know this, businesses are often measured on their yearly revenue. So like they're a $100,000 company or this. So at the time we were a like $30,000 company, you know, we were making just enough to pay someone minimum wage uh, and a little bit more. Uh, we just this last year, we crossed the 2 million mark. So we're, we, we generate in revenue, which means money into our account most of it out, by the way, but money in and money out, about $2 million a year, a little bit more than that. Um, How many employees? And we had that one in, one contractor who became an employee. Uh, I think we have 16 right now, uh, 16 employees right now. Do you have an idea of how many customers you serve? Yeah, about 300 customers approximately um, in different in different aspects. They're not all exactly outsourced IT, but there's some, some version of technology interaction there that we're 
providing service for. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I think one thing we just take for granted, therefore don't draw from enough as believers, is this dual pool of wisdom that we have. A lot of times there's the worldly secular wisdom, and then there's godly divine wisdom from heaven. And I think a lot of believers lean only on the biblical divine wisdom, kind of faith and rest in the Lord, but we almost turn into the guy on the side of the freeway with his hand out, like, Lord, when are you going to give me something? And the Lord's like, well, I've also given you just normal day-to-day sense. And the world has figured out how to use worldly wisdom very well, and we can use that too. We don't have to forsake that. Uh, That's the counting the cost. It's going through the spreadsheet. It's making wise sense. And on top of that, we have the prompting of the Lord, hire that person. Right. What? Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. um, but God knows what he's going to do on the other side of that step of faith. He's going to blow the doors open. And if we're faithful with the little things, he promises. If God doesn't do it, he's a liar. And God's not a liar. He promises if we're faithful with the little things, he will give us more. Period. There's no unless. If we're faithful in the... So grab onto the wisdom side, apply it, but then when the Lord nudges you, like, I mean, from what I'm hearing, follow it. Don't be foolish, but follow it. Um, I guess as we start to wind things down, you know, some people would call it luck, um, but really I think we understand it's God's blessings and, and wisdom that's beyond our perspective. But in James chapter four, you know, these guys have this business plan. We're going to go to this city and buy, sell and trade and make a profit. And this is what we're going to do. And James is like, whoa, 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 whoa. only if the Lord wills it, are you going to go do this? And I don't know if you can just speak on that for a moment. And I know you said you have tons of testimonies, but the Lord has to be in it. Absolutely. It has to be in it. Absolutely. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with James, I mean, James is a is a book full of rebuke. It's good. It's stuff that we need to hear. But, uh, you know, these people that he's writing to, at one point he calls them murderers. And I don't think he's speaking in, uh, like it seems like he's literally saying, you, you're doing these terrible things. So these are people that didn't do that first thing we talked about. They didn't check their heart at the door right. and, and, and say, Lord, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. Lord, is there, do I have evil art ulterior evil ulterior motives that's a hard word for me to say uh is there uh you know the bible doesn't say that money is the root of all evil but people say that all the time the love of money is the root of all evil and uh you know i was trying to find it i can't find it i thought it was in first or second peter but wherever it is um he's writing one of the uh one of the writers of the New Testament is writing an epistle and and basically says, command those who are rich in this present age. And he goes on to say, um, basically to be generous with with what the Lord's given them. You know, uh, God is able to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, but not so that we can uh, be overcome by the love of money and greed and be like those guys saying, hey, we're just going to go over here and turn a giant prophet over there and do this. There... It is about if the Lord wills. That, that's the heart of it. Lord, is this what you're calling me to do? Because I could have a cent to my name, but be the richest person spiritually in this world because you supply every need right. to the moment. But you can also be a responsible uh, uh, 
Christian, a, a follower of Jesus Christ who loves the Lord with all of your heart and has, I'm just making up a number, $10 million sitting in your checking account, just waiting for the Lord to prompt you of what to do with it. Yep. So, uh, as Christians, because we want to be humble, a lot of us in pursuit of business um, almost accidentally put on this uh, false humility, or it's not, it's, it's, it's like a, uh, it's a fear of falling into the traps. And we do not want to fall into the traps of this world. We don't want to be ignorant of the enemy's devices and all that kind of thing. But we don't want to be immobilized of what God's called us to do. And if that's to be, uh, uh, financially influential in this world for the kingdom of God, for the salvation of the souls of this world that he desires all to be saved, you know, like then let it be Lord, let use me, you know, just like Isaiah said, um, like here I am, send me. Now, when we picture that, we picture a guy with like probably nothing, but there are people like those maybe that are listening right now that God has called you to start a, um, fruitful business, to be fruitful and multiply and not to um, just impact you and your loved ones, but to literally change the eternity of people's souls. Maybe not directly. Maybe when you build that couch, a soul doesn't change, but you, you see what I'm saying. Like there's a, there's a butterfly effect, so to speak, to the, the things that we are involved in. And um, don't, don't let the enemy, uh, put you in either one of those camps, the camp of being caught up in the love of money or the camp of, uh, I, I can't really pursue business because I might, I might just make too much. And yep. then, and then, and the devil's like, good. Cause, yeah, cause no. you were about to, I don't know, start some world changing ministry out of this business. You know, I'm hypothetically here, but there, there are real stories of, of this type of oh, thing happening all the time. Yeah. I think if we only knew, of the people, for I don't want to use a worldly term, but the people that have invested into kingdom building quite literally, you know, you might see the pastor who stepped out and started a church or the guy who stepped out and built an orphanage somewhere, but you don't know about the companies that donated to buy the bricks to build the orphanage or to buy the beds that went in the rooms, right? We, and yet that's, it could not have happened without the financial means to do it. And so, man, I can't wait to get to heaven and find out all those guys who were filthy rich and then invested that stuff into the kingdom, not their own pockets. And how the body of Christ comes together to, to do God's yep. will in that as well. And poverty is not humility. Yep. It's just not. Poverty is poverty. Riches are riches. Humility is the heart. It's not the bank account. Um, kind of as, as we officially land the plane here, I'm just curious uh, one or two things that have just been, you know, surprised the, the biggest blessings through this journey, and then maybe one or two of the biggest surprises. So not not necessarily problems, but just like, whoa, this this really I didn't see coming. Um, and then one or two of the biggest blessings. Yeah, let's say the biggest surprises were um, there was a a point where we invested a lot of money in a sales team because we wanted to grow. Um, we wanted to, you know, our, our, uh, our mission statement is growing businesses by leveraging technology. That's our public mission statement. But internally, we have a secret mission statement. And it's basically to grow the kingdom of God. And uh, to put that in plain terms, we, we want to see people come to know Jesus and to walk with him. And each one of our employees we see as uh, 
a child of God or a potential child of God, yeah. right? And um, that's really what we're kind of aiming towards. And anyways, we went to grow big. We invested a ton of money in something that we thought was going to be very fruitful. And uh, we overnight went a, a, a ton of money in debt that I don't want to say out loud. And we are still to the, that was over three years ago. We're still paying some of that off. And it, it was a surprise. We thought it was going to just work and it didn't. And um, I, I guess one of the surprises, I'll just add it as my, my second one of that is um, business is hard. It, you, there is, yes, there are people who thought one day, oh, I'm just going to create uh, Snapchat. And then it create, comes into this multi-billion dollar company. That's what's known as a uni or unicorn. Yeah. Um, and, you know, usually those types of things have tons, I mean, millions, hundred, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars behind them. For you to start something organically, it is going to, and not have to give 80% of your equity of your idea to some giant venture, venture capitalist, you're going to have to work your tail off. And that requires discipline. It requires um, determination. And you know what I've been just chewing on the last couple of years is whatever I do, do it as unto the Lord. Even this business that it stinks sometimes getting up super early and getting to the office before everyone and getting those things done that I wouldn't be able to when the day starts. But the fruit of it, um, it cannot happen without that. And when you feel like you can't go on, that's when you remember, man, I haven't asked the Lord for strength in this area for a while. Yeah. And you get on your knees and you say, Lord, strengthen me today. It's not by my might. Even though I actually have to do something that requires physical might, that's not how it gets done. It's by your spirit. So refresh me. Yeah, amen. It. No, um, totally. Those are the surprises, the blessings. I would just say, um, man, it's such a joy to come into the office and have a culture of people that I never even thought was going to be a thing. I thought, I'm going to go into business, I'm going to fix more computers, and it'll be enough to kind of like provide the income that my wife and I and our kids can sustain life with, and we can do ministry. And um, But we're able to do that for other people. And it just, there's such a deep uh, fulfillment that comes out of that, um, because it, it's like the Lord saying, I am with you. Like you're, this isn't just a, a, this isn't just a thing that you wanted to do and, and it stops there. This is impacting other people and you haven't even seen the end of it yet. Um, so that that would I would say the biggest blessing. Did you say two? If it's just one, then I'll. I'll if you got one that. more, short and sweet. Yeah, yeah, short and sweet. Uh, another blessing is uh, the. You probably know this. People looking to business know this, but. It's true. You have amazing flexibility and um, it can bite you in the butt a little bit because you think I can do whatever I want and then your business stops growing or working, right? And <laughs> But the ability to have flexibility to do something like this in the middle of a workday and sit down and talk to you guys is difficult when you're working a, a nine to five. Um, so that is a blessing, definitely a blessing, but you got to take it seriously and be responsible with that freedom as well. That's awesome, man. Super appreciate just sharing all this stuff. I know a little bit of it's kind of behind the scenes, um, but guys, you, you heard it, it just, just was referenced, but Colossians 3, whatever you do, do with your whole heart as unto the Lord. Uh, he's watching, he rewards diligence and faithfulness. Um, but whatever you do, right, if that's in you and God puts it in you to will and to do for his good purpose. So if God's stirring something up, 
pray, be wise, and follow his leading. Um, But we will see you guys next time.